For Thursday, November 5, the 310th day of 2020, there are 56 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast, on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Feels a whole lot like yesterday, kind of in a holding pattern. We will also kind of look forward to Thanksgiving. CBS has set their Christmas programming schedule, what you have to look forward to. And we will also talk about the long-awaited, we teased it yesterday, the mom code. What does mom code mean? That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. She is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. That's good Def- to hear. Well, it's definitely a Thursday here yeah. for me. Uh, that's a technology related. Challenges. Yeah, related. Yeah. Uh, if you see me going outside and just staring up into the sky this week, I haven't gone batty. Oh, and that's it's not, good to know. It's not just that the election has gotten to me. It finally <laughs> did me in. There are seven planets in the solar system that will be visible in the night sky this week. So of our planetary friends, seven of them visible this week, so I might be out looking for them. All right. Uh, they include Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, uh, Venus, Mercury, Neptune, and, of course, I wouldn't have done this story if Uranus wasn't on the list. Of course not. Those are the ones that are involved. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, heiress to the great mini-burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey. How's Misty? Okay, how are you? I'm thrilled. Good. We can now name a winner. We just learned in the last hour a winner can now be named. Okay, good. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The winner is uh, Wilbur. Oh. Wilbur is the winner. Nice. Wilbur is a French bulldog, and he is the newest mayor of the Kentucky town of Rabbit Hash. 
Rabbit Hash has long been known for electing dogs mm-hmm. as mayors. Mm-hmm. Why do you ask? Because the historical society of that county owns the city of Rabbit Hash. And so as a fundraiser for uh, animals, they do a fundraiser where they let people uh, vote by their dollars on who gets elected to be the town's mayor. And uh, Wilbur, Wilbur Beast has unseated Mayor Brenneth Paltrow. Mm. Brenneth Paltrow had been the mayor of Rabbit Hash since 2017, and in an upset, Wilbur is the new mayor. Well, I don't know Brenneth, but Wilbur looks qualified. He does. Just when I hear Wilbur, I think of Charlotte's Web. Sure, me too. Right? You think it's you think you're going to see a pig? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you think I was going to name another winner? Were you looking forward to? Is there something you're waiting on hearing? No, but I, I mean I. Okay. What we know so far is a mess. <laughs> At least we can say Wilbur won. Yeah. Uh, cloudier skies, but still warm today. Near record warmth this weekend. Uh, could see 77 on Sunday. Could see 77 on Monday. And going to get warm again uh, on uh, Tuesday, I think. Maybe not um, rain until middle of next week. So this is going to feel more like a throwback to September for the next few days. Gonna, probably going to need the air con. Heat at night, air con during the day, heat. Why, are you not having that trouble? No, we are. It's just, yeah. Partly sunny and 70. Clearing, uh, that's for today. Clearing and fog late tonight, 46. And uh, sunny, 72 for tomorrow. And a quick public uh, public service announcement. Um, I almost got a deer this morning. Mm. I bet I know where. Um, What's funny is a few years ago, back in, I don't know, 2007, uh, Misty, your husband Jason and I, we were um, we were out test driving a vehicle, mm-hmm. and I almost hit a deer in a brand new vehicle, and that's exactly where I saw the spot the mm. deer this morning. And so came back to haunt you. Basically, stay out of Bear Creek if you don't want to get a deer. I didn't have it. I, the problem was I didn't have a tag, mm. and I don't even know if they're in season yet. I think it's not until next season. Mm. So yeah, almost got one. It was a good one too. <laughs> I mean, by deer standards. Yeah, yeah. I, I think those that care would have said, oh, it's a big oh, deer. Yeah, it you. definitely yeah. is. Uh, Joe Biden has now, um, at least by most media outlets, I guess we can call them, uh, Michigan and Wisconsin have gone for Biden. But I don't know that that's a fact. I think that's a prognostication. But for for temporarily, for an electoral in an electoral situation, the um, two states in the upper Midwest, Wisconsin and Michigan, have gone in the blue category. So that means um, Nevada is not finished. Arizona might have been called a little too quickly because the count is still on there. So, but to um, if you if you give Biden credit for Wisconsin and Michigan, it means the president must have. Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona to make it work. If Biden gets any of those and keeps Wisconsin and Michigan, then he's over the top. Mm-hmm. So that's just the um, – yep. so the president has to run the table. And at least from an electoral standpoint, if it goes the way that it's being, he would also need Alaska, I think. Alaska's mm-hmm. three electoral votes. And it's kind of interesting. You know, all states get two because of their two senators. And then you get one for each congressperson that you have. And Alaska has a total of three. <laughs> so really, 
you know, Alaska gets more electoral votes than their population dictates right. they should they should have. Uh, President Trump suing in three states, laying a groundwork for contesting the outcome. Uh, legal challenges filed already in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. It's a, it is a little bit odd to see the legal challenges in some states are stop counting, and the legal challenge in other states are keep counting, mm-hmm. and so that does seem a little. Well, so, so which is it? Now, if you're if you say, yeah, how can that be? You're talking out both sides of your mouth. Well, the what what is being asked is that all legal votes be counted and no illegal votes be counted. That's the difference between why you would count some and not count some others. And then also in Pennsylvania, there's the issue where they said, let's go uh, if it's post if it's postmarked by Tuesday, but we don't get it until Friday, then that's okay. I thought found it to be a little bit strange that there wasn't a legal challenge filed in Kentucky because it's the same for Kentucky, mm-hmm. except the difference is Kentucky's not a battleground state, so they're not going to waste their time, and it wouldn't change the outcome. But in a state like Pennsylvania that carries 20, uh, 20 electoral votes, it is. An, and I agree. You know, it's. Uh, I was seeing a lot of things. I agree. All legal votes should count. All legally cast votes to living U.S. citizens mm-hmm. should count. Right. You got to make sure that you work the fraud out of that. Do are, are pe- do we have people that are no longer living that have voted? Do we have? Uh, there are states, Wisconsin being one of them, that allows for same day registration. Wisconsin is a state that you, if you're not registered, you can register on election day and you can vote on election day. It's not that way in Kentucky, but that's how some people say. Well, how how are there more registered voters? Uh, more votes cast than registered voters. Well, on a very small amount for until your reporting gets caught up, you know, we could say, well, there's uh, 10 registered voters. Well, how are there 11 votes cast? Well, it's because our information on the registered voters is a little bit old. But I don't think you can have 2 million more votes than you have registered voters. So right. just trying to sort out the fraud is where we are. But... You know, if so, we're we're on Fox News here. If I flip over to CBS, they're going to give you a different electoral count than what Fox is, and you can go to NBC and they'll have a different total. And so, you need 270 electoral votes to win. And depending upon who you choose to listen to, may give you a different feeling on who's currently ahead or the path of victory or et cetera. And then there's the <laughs> this is my absolute you know, favorite. <laughs> A lot this of colors. Right now. A lot of colors everywhere. <laughs> this mark. This is what we know as of right now. Yeah, <laughs> this I is the just, most accurate representation. You know. So, but the the media outlets that have been telling us who's ahead, right? By using polling that they pay for to miseducate us ahead of election day, are now the ones telling us who's winning. Mm-hmm. Well, if you couldn't tell us who was ahead, should we really believe you to tell us? who's winning and who's got the count right. And so I've just, I don't like being in suspended animation, but I'm not worrying a whole lot about it until there's more known. I'm just kind of letting the process do its thing, let the legal challenges do their thing. And to be clear, I woke up yesterday morning with the same bills due that I had the morning before. We had the same concern. I had the same concerns yesterday as I had the day before. The presidential race, long term, probably has an impact on my life, but day to day, very little. Right. So let's just 
keep on keeping on. We're so divided. You look at the, you look at the, you know, it's clear we're more divided than ever. I know we've been saying that, that's a cliche, but we are when you just look at how close the vote is and we're so polarized and it's this, our culture of winning at all costs and our culture of, of sports, of, of our sports culture. You know, you got to pick a team. You can't, you can't be indifferent in a sports contest. You got to pick one. Somebody's got to win. And then that's rah, rah, let's win. And let's, and it turns into politics. And so we end up just being two sides of the gymnasium shouting at the other. And the it's middle the has, it's the yeah, the, the middle has eroded mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to be that way. But if I feel like that you're, you're taking advantage, like if the other side is breaking the rules, you know, I don't want to be played. I don't want to be like, Hey, you can't do that. Stop no. that. But I don't know how we get back to, how do we get back? I don't know. I don't know that there's a path. Republicans have, uh, we touched on it a little bit yesterday about extending the supermajority in the state legislature. Most of the state legislatures around, around the country stayed in the hands of which they were, and that's largely now more and more Republican. And why is that important? Because it's a redistricting period. Post the census, there's going to be redistricting. And who's involved in the redistricting? The state legislatures. And they map out the congressional districts. And so you'll find portions of our country that are uh, very gerrymandered. You know, it's these weird-looking congressional districts. And we have one here in Kentucky. We have... We- Poor Jamie Comer's first congressional district. Uh, with all respect to Congressman Guthrie, who we love, I think that Congressman Guthrie is even sensible enough that during this redistricting, let's let's change this up somehow, right? Let, let let's make the first district be down there in Paducah and all that. Mm-hmm. Jamie Comer's district starts at the Mississippi River and comes all the way under Brett Guthrie's c- congressional district and then makes a left turn up toward Andy Barr yeah. and then he touches John Yarmouth over on the other side. I mean, he, that's yeah. just not the way that this is supposed to work. Yeah, but because of the the way the math works for gerrymandering. That's right. You have you have to include a fair amount of Republicans and Democrats. Right. And you don't want to give up your base. It's no. all population-based. So to get the totals that you need, you end up with this fish hook shape. Yeah. And it's so – it's. I mean, look. Yeah. That just, and it's huge. Yeah. Like the 5th dist- yeah, district It's like the 1st district too. is the nest. Right. And the 2nd district is the egg. Honestly, I hope we had, we end up with one more congressman. We need to bust that up. Some, that is an, a large amount for anybody to try to Not only up. that, but if you yeah, look right. at the 5th District that Hal Rogers covers, oh, that's, yeah. that's trying to get from Leslie County to Letcher mm-hmm. County mm-hmm. on a normal day, you may need a helicopter. Yeah. I mean, they're just the travel in the 5th District is, is unbelievably hard. if you hard. look at the 3rd District, which is just Jefferson County, of course, it's population-based. Yeah, but sure. your boundary lines are more doable. But being able, even though you're spread out. So I'm hoping our population will be more dense and we will end up with a, a, a seventh district. I think over the next few years, you're going to see a big bailout of the cities out to um, – have you seen what real estate prices are doing around our well, lakes? I don't think you'll see. I think you are seeing. I, well, I think I think it will manifest mm-hmm. itself, is my point. It will manifest mm-hmm. itself in future senses. Yep. Yes, do I. Is that a word? Since I don't know. I- uh, the Republicans may end up with 75 of the 100-seat House, mm-hmm. which is a veto-proof majority. You know who doesn't like that news? Andy Bashir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, uh, uh, you know, leaders will tell you that that was what was on the ballot. 
is that people voted for Republicans in seats that were up for grabs because they said, we don't like lockdowns. We don't we don't like your executive orders that you've been doing. And so even though he wasn't on the ballot, uh, the idea was. And then the same thing may happen in the Senate. I mean, the Senate may be they may the Republicans may have 30 of the 38 Senate seats in Kentucky. So what does that do, though? Well, remember, we're competitive. And then it, it, you you sometimes get to such a majority that you still is like, well, we got a scrimmage. You know, we we need to have some dust ups. We can't be the same on every issue. So then you end up with a fractionalized Republican majority party, mm-hmm. and we kind of saw some of that a couple of years ago. All right, COVID nineteen, one thousand six hundred thirty five cases of coronavirus reported yesterday. One hundred thirteen thousand nine is our total. Eleven new deaths. positivity rate, 1,066 patients hospitalized, and uh, 2.136 tests performed. We talked yesterday. I said, so this is a weird anomaly here in our neck of the woods. If you look at the current map, correct me if I'm wrong, but I see one yellow county. Mm -hmm. I see, no, there's two. There's Bracken. Mm -hmm. So Bracken way at the top, maybe Mm -hmm. Gallatin up uh, next to Boone County. But in out in western Kentucky, certainly west of I-65, I can only find Edmondson County at 8.2 cases per capita. Right. So that's that's an apples and apples comparison yep. per capita, per 100,000 people. Grayson County is at 40. Hart County is at 61.5. Butler is at 24. Edmondson at, what was that, 8.2 now? That, yeah. So I read a couple of weeks ago for the first time of the mm-hmm. idea of Mom code. There are moms around the country who are refusing to allow their young people to be tested, even if they think they might be symptomatic because Mm -hmm. kids are recovering more quickly, to artificially suppress the virus count. Oh. And so we talked about that, and I looked it up. I did some research myself. Yes. Um, And not just because that's where I hail from. I'm not but saying that's I what's don't... happening in Edmondson County. I'm asking, could that be viable? That was my question. I mean, question. there's always the possibility, but I, I don't believe so. Okay, but, you know, one of the things Governor Bashir said early on is he said that you can't really almost, you can't really look at this on a county-by-county county basis because in a state our size, we have 120 counties, so they're really more like townships, mm-hmm. and you could take four of our counties and make one county in another state to have a broader idea. But my point is, is if you've got 40 per capita, 61 per capita, 55 per capita, 39 per capita, 24 per capita, and in the middle of the donut, you've got 8.2, mm-hmm. that's, an, that's a mathematical anomaly to me that doesn't check out. Something is happening differently in Edmondson County than it is in any of its neighbors. Well, this is easily solved. You just pull from their health department how many people are being tested or how many people have been tested on average over the past two months versus all of the counties around us. And if you're seeing 10 per day in Edmondson County and 100 per day in Grayson County, then that's going to tell you that that's why. But until we know how many are being tested. I'm not crazy. My mother had me tested. Mm Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Dr. Sheldon Cooper. Yep. The uh, At Tuesday's Grayson County Fiscal Court meeting, Sheriff Norman Chavins requested approval from magistrates to purchase body cameras for his deputies. Number one, it's officer safety, he said, and it's transparency. He says it benefits the officers, it benefits the public, and eventually it's going to get to that point anyway where mm-hmm. it will be mandated. So they're trying to work ahead, $62,000 expenditure. Most of that expense is in housing the evidence and data storage. Also gives the ability for remote, if there's if uh, officers are involved in a situation somewhere, and the sheriff has a reliable broadband connection, don't come to our house and try and use it. Right. Then <laughs> he would be able to look in and kind of see what's going on, and I, you know, he and others. And so um, that's 12 body cameras. Live feed capability and uh, evidence storage camera footage, which is where the majority of the cost is, you know, in the cloud. And you got to hang on to it in perpetuity or at least for a long period of time. And a maintenance program and fiscal court officially approved that expenditure for the Grayson County Sheriff's Office, to which I say kudos to the fiscal court for their decision to do that. Um, And why I say is if... Sheriff Chaffins had made this request four or five years ago. Going to court, they said, thanks for coming in. See you later. And they said, absolutely not. So uh, current court, current judge executive, putting some money into law enforcement that is needed in our county. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way here on In the Know. Today is commercial TV broadcast day. The first commercial was broadcast on television on this date in 1930. It was uh, Clara or Where's the Beef? (laughs) That was 50 years later. Um, My camera froze in a really ugly situation there for a moment. Uh, It is American football day today. And it is Love Your Red Hair Day today. So I, just, I guess if you're a red-haired person, you you might as well love it every day because that's what you were blessed with. So I just, I've I, had red hair before, but I do love a little red-headed boy. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Weekend Tweets. You know, we have been um, empathizing with parents during the pandemic by curating a list of tweets that make us laugh. And Laura Marie said, my toddler just threw herself on the floor and started crying. And I'm like, girl, same. <laughs> I think we're I'm all one. i just going to lay right down yeah. with you yeah. and throw a fit. I think we're all one to just kind of mm-hmm. throw ourselves on the floor and start crying. Uh, James Breakwell said, four-year-old, can I have scissors? Me. For what? Four-year-old, not cutting my hair. Sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah. If it's already on the four-year-old's mind, Mm -hmm. probably going to be cutting (laughs) sister's hair. Mm -hmm. Not cutting my hair. Definitely going to be cutting something you're not supposed to. The dad says, parenting involves a lot more sighing than I expected. (laughs) I was not prepared for this many sighs. That's right. Our parents didn't really teach us that part. No, they didn't. They didn't say one of these days you're going to sigh a lot. Yeah. Say, really? Okay. count or your breath or yeah drew daniel says if you want to know how it's going i just filled the cat's food bowl with ground coffee and then started to put cat food in the coffee filter (laughs) 
Same dude. Same. Mm-hmm. I did something. It's, it's been this year. It's been like three months ago or four months ago. I made some scrambled eggs and was going to leave them behind for Anna. And instead of putting them up in the microwave, I put them in the cabinet above the microwave. Which is where and, we keep the, the Tupperware yeah, where we keep the Tupperware. And so I found them about two or three days later. I said, oh, here are the eggs I left for you. Can't sense believe, at the time. Can't believe well, he you didn't find me. them. He was like, did you eat the eggs? I was like, no. Well, my poor cat hasn't, hadn't been fed in a couple of days, apparently. So when I went in this morning and I looked down, the, the cat food bag was squished down where she has worked so hard to get in it. And she's just been feeding herself. <laughs> like she opened <laughs> the bag and squished mm-hmm. it down. I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I forget I mean, you exist sometimes. Necessity is the mother of <laughs> yeah. all inventions. I'm a bit busy. Uh, are yams and sweet potatoes the same thing? I mean, they're supposed to be, but for some reason, there's two different names. I'm confused by this. Do yams and sweet potatoes look different on the outside? The answer is yes. They do look different on the outside. The skin of a white or yellow yam from Africa is typically rough, fibrous, and dark brown. The sweet potatoes sold in most U.S. groceries have thin, smooth, reddish-brown skin, but there are some that have dark red, tan, or even purple skin. So uh, the next question is, do yam and sweet potatoes look different when you cut them open? And the answer to that is sometimes. The flesh of a yam you would find in the store in the U.S. is typically white or yellow, while sweet potatoes are typically thought as having orange flesh. Okay, the only time I bought yams were in a can, and it looks like a sweet potato because it's orange on the can. Mm-hmm. I think some of that is just to make you feel comfortable with you've got the right thing. Like if there's a certain color that you're going for for your dish uh, or a texture, I think that may just be almost marketing in a way. Mm-hmm. Do yams and sweet potatoes taste the same? Not really. Yams are starchier than sweet potatoes and contain less sugar. White and yellow yams resemble a white potato when cooked. <laughs> and where do yams and sweet potatoes grow? Gave you a little bit of context. Sweet potatoes are grown in states like North Carolina and California. But uh, yams are mostly grown commercially in Africa. You know, I don't know if I've had a sweet potato that has not been homegrown. So either my mother's garden or my grandfather's garden. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had a store-bought sweet potato. I've had some sweet potato French fries at a restaurant mm-hmm. before. Yeah. So that clearly didn't come from, you know, a known source. Uh, and they're okay if you put, you know. <laughs> you got ketchup, it's pretty much all right. Is a sweet potato just an orange potato? And the answer to that is no. Sweet potatoes are not just orange potatoes. So if you're thinking of there's a dish maybe you can add to your repertoire. You know, the meats have got sweet potato fries now. Oh, I've do not they? tried them hmm. because well. I always choose the cheese sticks. But Gotcha. See, I'll if be you're more a sweet likely, potato fry lover, you can get I'll it where the meats are. more likely... To try that. So I, I'm going to kind of make a commitment to self, and I guess those who dine around my table this Thanksgiving. My gravy game has never been really strong mm. at Thanksgiving. Mine's good. We should trade recipes. Um, I've not. I've done it a few times, but mm-hmm. it's almost as an, an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I've never been a person who said, gotta have the gravy. Mm-hmm. One, because my stuffing or my dressing is never dry, so I don't need it. Yeah, my, it doesn't need to be doctored yeah, at. My turkey's not dry. My mashed potatoes <laughs> aren't dry. Mm-hmm. And generally, I find that's when the gravy, the gravy is more of the saving grace mm-hmm. to the dry meal. Mm. But I also think that there's something about the optics of seeing some dressing, you know, a square of dressing 
and then having the gravy kind of drizzling down the side. And so I think I'm going to try and get my gravy game dialed in. Okay. It's been a willy-nilly attempt on mm. my part. If I have time, I do it. The kit is there that comes with the bird, you know, da-da-da. But I've just, again, I've not really had a commitment to it to the level that I'd like, and I'm kind of making a pledge to do better at Thanksgiving of 2020. Okay, I can tell you that the gravy doesn't go on any of those things. It's for the roll. It is. Yes. The roll to sop up the gravy. Or the moist maker, because I got my new cookbook. I do have a little, you know, some easy steps. If you want to make gravy without lumps mm-hmm. and you don't have the kit, you know, mm-hmm. like Butterball sends the kit on how you on how you do it. Uh, one, deglaze the turkey pan. So you got to have the goodness from the turkey pan after the turkey comes out. You got to make a roux. If you don't know how to make a roux, well, you're not going to make any kind of gravy if you don't know how to you're make right. a roux. Mm-hmm. You need to combine the deglazed pan juices and the roux together. And that's where then stir You're going to need a whisk. Here, the key, though, is to take it off high heat so it doesn't burn the flour. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah, absolutely. add it slowly. Yes. Got to be careful. Very, very slowly. I'm just trying to dial it in. Again, mm-hmm. well, wouldn't you, won't you admit I've never been, my gravy game at Thanksgiving has not been strong. I've never had Thanksgiving with you, so I don't know. Well, I have multiple times, but, I mean, I wouldn't say it's not strong. Well, I mean, sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. My point is, is if if it was dialed in, we would have it every year. And I've just been, ah, But here's the thing about me. I don't need it because, like you said, there's nothing that's dry. Everything else is so good. I don't need cranberry sauce gravy over it who needs that but my issue uh, well cranberry i do cranberry chutney i don't do the sauce uh but but here's the other thing is that i saw some i've been looking at some video of thanksgiving tables Mm -hmm. maybe giving away some of what you'll be seeing during our commercial breaks over the next month or so but Every Thanksgiving table you look at has a gravy boat. I was going to say, uh, you just want to use the gravy boat. And, and I say, I don't, I don't get to use the gravy boat. <laughs> yeah. And I want and, and for me, I want to put a sail in the gravy boat. Like, I want it to have a, a mast and a sail so it can drive around the table, yeah. gravying up people's plates. You'll appreciate this. So <laughs> when Jason was in Chicago, he decided to go to his first hockey game. Uh-huh. And so they, you know how they do the cannons with the t-shirts and those things. Of course. So they were handing out this paraphernalia or these accoutrements of the sports team. You know what Jason ended up with? A gravy boat. A gravy boat from he a got, hockey game? Yes. So, awesome. So that, that night, I know, they were giving out gravy boat. I'm like, is are, is gravy like a part of the culture there? You have gravy with everything? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And I've been yeah, to a couple hobby game, uh, hockey games, but the best thing is their what I would call their halftime show. Oh, yeah. And that's when they do. Those. That's when they do. They gave yeah. out, but they gave out gravy boats. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, here in November, I told you yesterday it was uh, it was it's Movember or No Shave November. Mm-hmm. Uh, KFC is playing opposite day. KFC has debuted a clean shaven Colonel Sanders for the month of November. So Colonel Sanders mm. normally has the facial hair, so yeah. he he kicks it Look opposite in November while the rest of you are growing your facial hair. I suppose you ladies aren't growing your facial hair, are you? I, just the leg hair. Okay, we try not to. Very good. Uh, Misty, I'm about to make your Christmas. Okay. The new Cheetos Holiday Popcorn Tin. Oh, that sounds is good. It's filled with two flavors for the ultimate gift. You can find this 14-ounce Cheetos Popcorn Tin in stores now. Uh, and um, 
at various retailers around the country. I have a feeling Santa will bring this to one of my children. I was going to say, wouldn't, uh-huh. I mean, that yep. would be a big hit but in your all's house. Eli the Thomas has always loved popcorn. I craved it when I was pregnant with him. He will eat three huh. bags at a time. And he loves fl- Flaming Hot Cheetos, eats them daily. So this would be a real treat for him. Alea tricked me into eating Cheetos on her white bedding the other night. <gasps> she tricked you? Well, she just asked, can I have those chips? And I said, sure. sure. Well, they just happened to be Cheetos. But <laughs> I was there, and I got her hands cleaned up yeah. before she got any, yeah, the before her chingers got onto the bed. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe she's turning into a Cheetos aficionado. I don't know. And then problems that autumn, so we're squarely into fall. We're into the Thanksgiving season. Mm-hmm. There's some problems that fall brings that you may or may not be aware of, and I wouldn't be doing my due diligence, and I wouldn't be serving you if I didn't make you aware of these potential problems. One, you're, everyone has that relative that tells you what time it really is for three days after the time change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I am the relative. Okay. Now, I spent the, I spent the better part of Sunday said, well, you know, your internal clock thinks it's an hour later. <laughs> I've heard that multiple times. Right. Yeah. Um, now that it's fall and, what, three weeks out from Thanksgiving? Three weeks today, I guess. Uh, is is now officially too late to take down your Christmas lights. If they were up, you can't take them down now to turn around and put them back. Just plug them ba- back in. Back them back up. <laughs> um, also, learning, delineating or trying to figure out the difference between is it a leaf or is it dog do? Mm. When you're mm. outside, you know, you go, ooh, mm-hmm. you got to be, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're tiptoeing through the yard. If you get that one wrong... You you will remember it for a while. Yeah, you really stepped in it. I'm so going to say that. <laughs> Having to spell autumn. Dang it, that's so hard. That N on the end is a tricky thing. Yeah, I used to babysit a little girl with that name, so yeah. and easier for me. too much pumpkin spice on every... There's too much in fall. It's too many places. We need to... I'm going to dial up the gravy... For Thanksgiving, I'm going to need many of you all to dial back on the pumpkin spice. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. All right. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Plenty more on the way. You're on In the Know. Did you know Leonardo da Vinci invented an alarm clock that would wake him by rubbing his feet? What? And this didn't take off? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we're not all still doing this. Some people would either really love the idea or they would yeah, freak out decide. over the idea. <laughs> I keep my feet hanging out most of the night. Yeah. Off the so side I, of the bed? Uh, I kick out. I'm more of a <laughs> kick out kind of person. Yeah, me too. But when you dangle them off, you don't know what's going to get you. No, I don't dangle. I just <laughs> kick out okay, and over. I was going to say, that's dangerous. No. The dangling is dangerous. You, I kick out and over. You use your foot as a paperweight for the yeah. comforter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah keep yeah. it down. So I keep one leg in, one leg out. It's, you know, balance <laughs> I, out the cool and hot. I was reminded, I've been watching, you know, Cedric the Entertainer's The Best of At-Home Videos. Mm-hmm. It's on Friday evenings. And uh, Cedric's, he's talented, he's good, and serves as a good host, but was showing somebody who uh, set up a camera. He, he, his 